0: Welcome to the prolific teaching ministry of Pastor Emmanuel Iren, lead pastor of Celebration Church International. It is his vision to partner with you for your progress and joy in the faith. Ready, set, grow. So today we're going to try to kill two birds with a stone. I know it's a miracle service, but you see... It is often said that it is better to teach someone to fish than to give them fish. And the reason why teachings are important, even in a service like this, is so that what you receive, you can maintain. Please, do you understand what I'm saying? And that's why we want to continue our teaching series on the gift of tongues. You know, something you need to reckon when Paul said to the church at Corinth in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1, and he said, now concerning spiritual gifts, I will not have you ignorant. He was not talking to a people who were totally ignorant of spiritual gifts. Don't forget that in the first chapter and in verse 4, he thanked God that they abounded in utterance and in all knowledge. So this was a church, in fact, you may argue that they were leaning towards the other extreme, they abounded so much in utterance that they wanted to do it in a very um, disorderly way. Paul had to write to correct the excesses. So how is it that you write to a church that supposedly has excesses when it comes to the, to the uh, use of spiritual gifts and tell them concerning spiritual gifts, I will not have you ignorant? It is because he was not talking about ignorance altogether, but he was talking about the nitty gritties Of how those gifts should be deployed. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, for instance, there are some people who claim to understand tongues, you know, but for instance, they can't defend it, they can't explain it. And if you're not careful, when people come with questions, it will affect your confidence. Like we said last week, it will puncture your confidence. So you need to know it enough to explain it and to defend it. And then there are some people who don't understand it at all. And it is those kind of people that we want to explain as dutifully as we can so that we can all come in the unity of the faith, specifically on the subject of tongues. Say loud amen if you are here. I want to start from 1 Corinthians chapter 1 from verse 27 to, 20, you know, 20, 20, 29, because there is something very simple that pertains, you know, in general to all that God has to do and specifically to the gift of tongues. You know what he says in verse 27? He says, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world To put shame to the things that are mighty. Verse 29, everybody read verse 29 together. One, two, go. That no flesh should glory in his presence. You see, God is the only being in the world that is permitted to have pride and ego. And I don't want to go too fast to explain that because he is God. And he wants to take credit for everything he does in your life. And you see that consistent mark throughout the Bible. I mean, think about it. You want to let the children of Israel go from Egypt, but then you have someone in the palace. Moses was Pharaoh's adopted son. Why not wait, give Moses a political ambition, make Moses the next Pharaoh, then Pharaoh will let my people go. That is the way a natural man would think of things like that. But no, God will rather... Put Moses at variance with Pharaoh and with no other weapon but a staff used to guide sheep. With a mighty hand, he will bring the children of Israel out of Egypt so that centuries after when the story is told, people will see nothing other than the sovereign intervention of God. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because when you look at this, you know that the arm of flesh could not have saved Israel. That is how God likes to take credit. You want to bring your son into the world and he is born into a manger to a carpenter. Who does that? At least give him some swag so that it will make it easy for people to believe. But you see, God wanted to make sure that anyone who will receive Christ will receive him for no other reason but for spiritual discernment. You must discern him spiritually because there were no natural cues. And that's how God does what he does. I tend to be a very logical person. I like processes. I like things that are are predictable and things that make sense. So when you look at the gift of tongues, it seems like it doesn't. And this is one of the ways where God uses the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. I want to show you a text in Isaiah. This text was a prophecy of the gift of tongues. How do I know that? Because Paul quoted it in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 21. So I want you to see Isaiah chapter 28 verse 11 and 12. Isaiah was prophesying about what we call glossolalia and tongues. He says, "For with stammering lips and another tongue will he will speak to his people." That's what he said. Everybody read verse 11 together, verse 11. Immediately in verse 11, one, two, go. So God will speak to his people with stammering lips and another tongue. Verse 12, what does verse 12 say? He says, to whom he said, this is the rest which you may cause the weary to rest. Meaning, this is a provision for the rest that I promised, the Sabbath that I promised. In this strange language, every rest that I promised lies therein. He says, and this is the refreshing. He says, yet they will not hear. Oh my God. So he made it a controversial subject on purpose. So that only people who discern the things of God spiritually will receive it. That is why there are so many debates on tongues today. Because the, you see, the things of the spirit, a natural man cannot receive them. He says, because they are spiritually discerned. Come on, are you with me? How do I explain to an unbeliever that there is a rest in tongues? For instance, I make an argument, I go so far as to say, tongues is the biggest antidepressant in the world. Some of you know what I'm saying. There is something therapeutic about speaking in tongues it's one of the biggest strategy for soul maintenance it looks like the weight of the world is upon your shoulder and then you go into a place of prayer and you begin to speak in tongues and it looks like you lift all the burdens and leave it there before the lord and walk out a free man some of you know what i'm saying isn't it true what if I told you that this is like the biggest hack of spiritual creativity? That everything in your destiny that you want to bring out, tongues is an inroad for all those things. All right. You know, so whilst people are, are demanding an explanation about tongues gifts. Someone like me who has no training in songwriting will go into the place of prayer and songs from beginning to end, sometimes on stage, will drop. I, my God, please don't cheat yourself. Please, are you with me? Don't cheat yourself. This is the rest wherein I will cause the weary to rest. God is saying there is a rest by this gift of the Spirit. There's a rest. If you are troubled and you speak in tongues, you will become addressed it unlocks supernatural creativity. It unlocks boldness. Maybe God has told you to do something. You didn't know how to go about it. Listen, oh my God, the Bible says in Acts chapter 4 that as they prayed, the place where they were shook and they were filled with the spirit and boldness. There are two ways to achieve boldness and I have nothing against the first one. You can stand in front of a mirror and give yourself pep talk. I am more than this. I can do this. There's a place for that. But when you pray, timidity will leave you. Some of you know what I'm saying. That the same Peter who will not admit that he knows Jesus to a little slave girl will stand before thousands of people, boldly declaring the Christ and damning all the consequences. There is a spirit of boldness. It comes from the spirit of God. It comes from within you. God has told you to do something, you don't know how to do it. To start something, to build a school, to start a ministry. Pray! The boldness will lick off all the fear, the doubts, the questions. And you will come out a new man, a new woman. Come on, if you know what I'm saying, say loud amen. So before we pray, and I'm going to link tongues to prophecy, how you can receive like a prophetic word for your life. You can receive direction for the future. How you can turn your life around by this great gift of God. But I want to lay the foundation. Like Paul said, till we all come. So I want to answer some questions that I um, started to answer from last week. We'll just continue. And then everyone here... Who doesn't speak in tongues will be speaking in tongues by the time we are done. Say a loud amen. amen. And I said, say a loud amen for engagement, not because it's a prayer point. It is inevitable. It will happen. The Bible says, while Peter yet speak these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them that heard the word. I, you see, we, we've tested and proven these things over the years, since Skype days. I remember I got someone filled with the Spirit over Skype. And as I was talking, I didn't hear her voice again. I said, Are you there? And she said, Yes. <laughs> when I hear you reply like that, I know it's the for. I said, Did you hear what I said? And she said, <laughs> <laughs> I think the most dramatic one that happened, it happened outside. I was talking to the person about tongues, and the moment I laid hands on him, he fell down on the floor into a trance. And in the trance, someone walked into a room pulled the chair in front of him, sat down and said, say after me, karatoshte. And he was repeating it, I was hearing it out. So listen, it doesn't have to be that dramatic. Some of you, you will grow in it. Don't um, doubt what the Lord has given you if you have just one syllable. I remember years ago, one of the people I looked up to spiritually the most, his tongues were the most basic, he had like three syllables, but when he speaks it, you can't doubt proofs now. So you, you have to, you, don't judge these things from your natural mind. It's, mind. it's not how nice it sounds. You don't have to put phoné in your tongues. Just speak. Release your heart to the Lord. Amen, somebody. All right, some questions we want to quickly ask and answer. Number one, we answered this last week, but we just want to reiterate Is tongues for everyone I want a resounding answer all right and what did we say we said last week clearly in the scripture the Bible says for the promise is for everyone say loud "Amen." amen you know this was the prophecy of Joel he says I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and to prove that the prophecy of Joel was fulfilled all 120 people in the upper room spoke in tongues. One simple way to prove that tongues is not for everybody is that Jesus would have regimented it. You know, there would have been clear evidences in the word of God where some people wanted tongues and did not receive, but that never happened. In in Acts chapter 2, they all spoke in tongues. In Acts chapter 8, they all spoke in tongues. In Acts chapter 10, they all spoke in tongues. In fact, Peter was talking to Cornelius, but his servants were also listening. And whilst Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all who heard the word, proving that the prophecy of Joel upon servants and handmaidens was fulfilled. Say loud, amen. But there is something in the Bible that proves that this gift is indeed for everyone. And it is found in Acts chapter 8. The Bible tells us that Philip was in Samaria and he preached there and performed miracles and there was a magician named Simon. He was a magician in that place before Peter came. The Bible says the magician observed that everyone the apostles laid hands on received the gift of the spirits so he offered money for it. Now this is a magician he had not been To any Bible school. He had not read any book on tongues. He was judging based on observation. And as a businessman, he would only have offered money if he knew that that thing was predictable. Do you understand what I'm saying? You won't offer money for something that works once in a while. He saw that without fail, everyone they laid hands on received the gift of the Spirit. That means... God was not selecting who to fill with His Spirit. He was not. He was not. Everyone they laid hands on. It was convincing enough for an unbeliever to offer money and say, I want this power. I want this power. He saw predictably. That is why I can say authoritatively and predictably, everyone who desires to be filled with the Spirit to be filled in this service. Help me say aloud, Amen. through a few texts to report trust this. First Corinthians chapter 14 verse 5. Even though Paul was emphasizing something, something else but you can tell implicitly from the first statement made there. He says, I would that you all spoke with tongues. I would that you all to a church that historically had thousands of people i would that you all spoke with tongues look at verse 26 the same first corinthians 14 verse 26 the same first corinthians 14 how is it then brethren whenever you come together each one of you everybody say each one of you each one of you has a psalm has a teaching has a tongue so listen it is god's provision that when we come together each one of us has And so this is the Paul, the emphasis of Paul. He says let everything be done for edification. Verse 31 For you can all prophesy one by one. Oh my God. Say we can all prophesy. One by one. Imagine we came to a point of spiritual development where everyone came into his own spiritually and we could take turns one by one to prophesy. That is God's will for the church. And that's why he said covet earnestly. He says desire to speak in tongues. Desire spiritual gifts. It is for everyone. Another very... Simple thing that we need to clarify, you know, because some people read from verse 27 to 28 of that same first Corinthians 14. Let's quickly look at it. It says, if anyone speaks in a tongue, let there be two or at most three, each in turn, and let one interpret. So some people say, what we do in the church, speaking in tongues together, is wrong. The Bible says, we must take tongues, there must be two or three. Look at what the next verse says. He says, but if there is no interpreter, let him keep silent in the church and let him speak to himself and to God. There's so much to say about that. First and foremost, everybody read that verse, verse 28 together, carefully one to go. But if there is no interpreter, let him keep silent. Did he say keep silent altogether? He says, let him keep silent and let him what? Speak to himself. So when he says keep silent, he's talking about addressing the church. This is what Paul was talking about. Listen, in the church, there is a difference between praying and leading a prayer. I'm sure you know the difference, right? So there is a segment of the church where we lead a prayer, and there is a segment of the church where we all pray. And there are provisions for that. We can all pray in tongues together. Everywhere people spoke in tongues in the Bible, they spoke in tongues together. But it looked like the church at Corinth became so zealous for spiritual gifts they will start addressing the church in tongues. And Paul said, no, you can't preach a sermon in tongues except to interpret. It is evident that this is what Paul was talking about. Let's look at what he says. Look at, look at um, verse, give me a second. Look at verse 6. Look at verse 6. Everybody read together carefully. One, two, go. But now, brethren, if I come to you speaking with tongues, is that what we do in church? So this, this means that these people were addressing others in tongues. And Paul said the only way you would do that is if you're ready to interpret. If I come to you speaking with tongues, what shall it profit you unless I speak to you either by revelation or by knowledge or by prophesying Or by teaching come on is it clear now if I come to you so that is what they were doing addressing others in tongues that does not mean we cannot all speak in tongues now listen if I want to address the church I must either be ready to interpret or there must be an interpreter if there's no interpreter I can keep silent and speak to myself and to God which is what we do in other tongues But these people were trying to use the tongues gift to teach and to instruct. And you cannot do that without interpretation. Is that clear? Let me just give you one more text to buttress this. Look at verse 18 and 19. I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all. Yet in church, I will rather speak. Five words in my understanding that I may teach. Come on, are you with me? So he's talking about when he's teaching. That I may teach others also than 10,000 words in tongues. So he's not saying you cannot pray in tongues. You know, it's just like you. You're praying and you're talking to God in other tongues. And the person by your side side is saying, interpret. now." I'm not talking to you. I don't have to interpret if I am not talking to you. Please, is that clear? (laughs) Number three question I want to explain and just bury the hatchet once and for all. is: what does it mean to speak in tongues? A lot of people don't know. They really don't know. Before I tell you what it means to speak in tongues, let me quickly tell you what it does not mean. Number one, speaking in tongues does not mean to speak in human languages, a human language that you never learned by the help of God. Because some people say that speaking in tongues is when you go maybe to China and you never learned Mandarin and you need to evangelize to them, the Holy Ghost will now help you speak Mandarin, even if you never learned Mandarin, and that's speaking in tongues. But the Bible clearly says, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall speak with new tongues. Listen, we are talking about a language that never existed before. That is not available to mankind. In Acts chapter 2, the Bible says, they began to speak in other tongues. So we are not talking about human languages here. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 2 very quickly. 1st Corinthians 14 2 it says for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men everybody read 1st Corinthians 14 2 loud as you can want to go hold on so please is this clear anyway don't stop there does not speak to men but to God everybody read on One, to go For no one understands him. Listen, if you ever go any place and you speak in a language that people understand, I'm not saying it's something God cannot do. I'm saying that's not tongues. It's a working of miracles to to speak in a language you never learned. But that's not tongues. Because when you speak in tongues, no one understands you. Howbeit in the spirit you, you are speaking mysteries. So if I go to a place And the Holy Ghost helps me speak a language I never learned. It's a miracle. It's something God can do. God can come upon a donkey to speak temporarily. But you see, that is also something temporary. If you want to learn French, you have to learn it. If you want to speak French, you have to learn it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Come on, do you understand what I'm saying? So that is not tongues. Look at verse 6. It says, but now brethren, if I come to you speaking in tongues, what shall it profit you? Meaning, the notion that speaking in tongues is being enabled to speak a language that people understand is not true. Otherwise, he wouldn't have said this. He said, if I come to you speaking in tongues, it does not profit you. That means that notion is untrue. Is that clear? He says, what shall it profit you unless I speak to you either by revelation or by knowledge or by prophesying or by, by teaching? Look at verse 11. Therefore... If I do not know the meaning of the language I shall be a foreigner to he who speaks And he shall be a foreigner to me Anytime I speak in tongues I am like a foreigner to you Because you you cannot understand what I'm saying Except by the Spirit The only way you can understand tongues Is by another operation of the Spirit Called interpretation of tongues Please are you with me? If you speak in tongues, and people who don't have the gift of interpretation understand what you are saying, you did not speak in tongues. It's a working of miracle, but it is not tongues. Very simple. The only way you can understand tongues is by interpretation of tongues. Please, is that clear? I want to take my time with this so that you understand it. Verse 14 everybody read verse 14, loud as you can. One, two, go. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is what? Unfruitful. You know, when you are trying to get people to speak in tongues, they, they, they're trying to understand, it doesn't make sense. That means you are getting it. That means you are getting it. When I'm praying in the spirit, my understanding is unfruitful. I don't know what I'm saying. And to To my logical, intelligent mind, it seems like I'm speaking rubbish. But in the spirit, God takes those frail, logically inconsistent words and uses this as a medium of communication from my spirit to his. That's why even if I don't understand what I'm saying, I I discover I'm being built up. Boldness is welling up. And I don't understand it. I'm being edified. He's using a foolish thing A foolish thing to confound the wise. If you hear, say, I hear. hear. Some people say tongues is for evangelical purposes. Like I previously established, it is not. It was never for evangelical purposes. In fact, Paul was arguing for the opposite. He said, when there are people who don't know the gospel, don't speak in tongues. Except you're ready to interpret that was, Paul made the opposite argument. Look at verse 23 of 1 Corinthians 14. This is important, please. 1 Corinthians 14. It says, Therefore, if the church comes together in one place and all speak in tongues, and there come in those who are uninformed or unbelievers, will they not say that you are out of your mind? Remember this text from last week. They will say you're out of your mind. They will say, you're out of your mind. That's not how it works. So Paul is saying the opposite. When there are people who don't understand the gifts, speak English, speak a language they understand. It is not for evangelical purposes. Otherwise, Paul would not have said this. The third thing you need to understand, the third misconception about tongues, is that it is involuntary. You know, some people will be waiting for the Holy Ghost to carry their oesophagus and start shaking it. Some of you, that's why you have not spoken in tongues. You are waiting for holy vibration. You say, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting. And you have scriptural justification. Tarry in Jerusalem. (laughs) My friend, you will tarry. (laughs) May Jesus not meet you waiting. Hallelujah. It is not involuntary. If it was involuntary, Paul would not have said what he said in 1 Corinthians 14. Paul was teaching them. Listen, Paul, Paul's argument was this. The spirit of a prophet is subject to the prophets. If you cannot control, it, it is a demon. Mind you, there are seasons where the Holy Spirit takes over you. Do you understand what I'm saying? And you, you, you just feel like the Lord wants to accentuate something in your life. And even if you can stop it, you don't want to. But he says the spirit of a prophet is subject to the... And because it is subject to the prophet, that's why he tells you if there is no interpreter, keep silence because you can keep silence. Meaning it is not involuntary. He wouldn't have told you to keep silent if you couldn't. It is not involuntary. In Acts chapter 2, they began to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So what does the Spirit do? When you take that step of faith as a born-again child of God, full of the Spirit, and you begin to talk, you don't premeditate. You don't write it down. Kata to. Okay. Kata. Do you understand? That's not how it works. He says, open your mouth, Please, do you understand this? That's how it works. It is not involuntary. So what then is tongues? The gift of tongues is a unique spiritual language. Please say unique. Why is it unique? Because no one understands you. It is unique. The God who created all languages has enough languages to give all his children unique ones. By the way, when Paul said, even if I speak with tongues of men and angels, it doesn't mean there are actually tongues of men and tongues of angels. It's hyperbole. Everyone who grew up in an African home should understand it. When you are crying and your mother says, if you like, cry from now till... It doesn't mean that you... Did she mean that Literally. So it's hyperbole, it's a figure of speech. Even if you speak with tongues of men and of angels, it doesn't mean that tongues operates like that. Is that clear? Uh huh. So tongues is a unique language given to you as a spiritual communication between you and God. Given to you as spiritual communication between you and God. for you to use for your edification, or let me be specific, for a believer to use for his edification in spite of it being unintelligible to the mind. In spite of it being unintelligible to the mind. So it's a unique spiritual language given to you as a spiritual communication between you and God for the believer to use for edification in spite of it being unintelligible to the mind. How can I receive the gift of tongues? Number one, recognize that God is more willing to fill you with his spirit than you are willing to receive. Jesus is the one crying out in John seven thirty-seven. if any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. He that believes, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. So he's telling you, if you are thirsty, you are the one who chose to stay that way. If you're thirsty, drink. Imagine an adult crying in a house, I'm thirsty. In a house that has a fridge full of drink. If you're thirsty, go to the fridge and drink. And that's what he's saying. If you're thirsty, come and drink. Come and are you with me? The Spirit is there in abundance. All you need to do is drink. Listen, like I told you last week, I'm saying again today. If you want this gift, all you need to do is what? All you need to do is what? Drink. Hallelujah. So God is not saying, okay, I'll give you, no, I won't give you. It's there in abundance. What you do is you drink. Amen, somebody. Number two, it is impossible to ask for the gift of the Spirit and not receive. Luke chapter 11, verse 11. Which of you who is a father has a son who will ask? For bread, and instead of a bread, you'll give him stone. Or fish, and instead of a fish, you'll give him serpent. If you then been evil, not to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall the Heavenly Father give the Holy Ghost to them that ask? God says it is wickedness for anyone to ask for the Spirit and I won't give him. And God is a good God. Amen, somebody. It is impossible to ask for the Spirit and not receive. And number three, If you are born again, you already have the Spirit. You only need to use what you already have. If you are born again, you already have the Spirit. You only need to use what you already have. To be born again means to be born of the Spirit. So listen, this is the analogy. To be born again, you are immersed. That's why we call it baptism, right? It's like you are thrown into a pool. You are immersed. The pool being a metaphor of the Spirit. You are immersed. So, when you are in a pool and you want to drink of the pool, what do you do? Open your mouth. You're already surrounded and saturated by it, immersed in it eternally. All you need to do is drink. The only difference is that this time around, the pool is inside you. So, like we say, you take from within you and you do what? Meaning you give expression to the spirit. look at me. Jesus said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will give you another comforter. The Father will send you another comforter. The Greek is alos parakletos. It means another of the same kind. Listen, you need to understand how significant that was. And how that announcement was to the bewilderment of those who hated Jesus. Because you see, they kept trying to stop him. Jesus came on the scene and there was none like him. He preached like no one else preached. You know, the Bible even said that he spoke like one having authority. not like the Pharisees. Not like the Sadducees. He spoke like one having authority. No one performed miracles like him. He spoke to trees and they obeyed. He walked on water. He used few loaves of bread to feed thousands of people. And people said, what manner of man is this? That even the wind and the waves obey him. See, so the Bible tells us that it stirred up jealousy amongst the Pharisees. The Bible says that even Pilate knew that it was for jealousy they were trying to crucify him I think in Mark Matthew chapter 17 verse 27 but think about it everything that Jesus was doing they still thought they could contain it they still thought it was within control until he raised Lazarus who had been dead for this and some of you may not understand the significance of that according to Jewish tradition prophets could raise anybody who had been dead three days but by the fourth day they believed only God could do it because they believed according to Jewish tradition that by the fourth day the spirit had already departed to the region of the dead and here was Jesus standing before the tomb of Lazarus and screaming Lazarus come forth and he came out if you read go and read when you get home John chapter 11 and 12, it was from that moment they began to plot hastily to kill him. They had a meeting immediately. What can we do? His popularity is getting stronger. And then they killed him. 50 days after. 120 people were in the upper room and then the Bible says suddenly. There was a sound as a rushing mighty wind. That filled the place where they were. And all 120 began to speak in tongues as the Holy Ghost gave them utterance. And then these same guys were walking to the place of prayer, past the gate called Beautiful, a place where they passed to pray every day. But something had changed. Now we looked at that man who had been there for years and he says, Look on us. Silver and gold have we none. But oh, such as I have, give ID thee In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth Listen The man had been Dead, Jesus Christ had died Had been raised from the, from, from the dead But his name was still working Are you with me? This is the ministry of the spirits So imagine how surprised The Pharisees must have been When they heard the noise and the commotion What is happening? Jesus is not around but his miracles are still happening And the Bible says they observed them and they took record that they had been with Christ. This is the ministry of the Spirit. You know what the Spirit is? The Spirit is Jesus Unlimited. He was one person and they thought they could contain him. They thought they could stop him. They thought they could kill him. But Jesus promised another one of the same kind. Now, over the world, in your school, in your office, there is another one of the same kind. You carry him, you carry his name and the works of Christ you will do. Come on, are you listening to me? The works of Christ you will do. And when you speak in tongues, listen, notice, Jesus promised, he said, you shall be filled, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And of all the spiritual gifts, the first one that manifested was tongues. It is true. Tongues, listen to me, is a trigger to every other spiritual gift. Have you noticed, even when I was ministering to the people to receive the Spirit, things were happening everywhere in the room yeah, that's what tongues does. It activates the room. Every other spiritual gift you want to see in your life, tongues is the road. The road. God ushered in a new dimension of power through utterance. If you want to experience the spirit of faith like never before, speaking tongues. If you want revelation gifts, word of knowledge prophecy speak in tongues. No wonder Paul says, listen, if you read what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14, you will reckon that tongues and interpretation is the same as prophecy. Because when you're speaking in tongues and you interpret, secrets of men's have to be revealed. This is a secret. I am telling you, this is how this ministry got to where it is. As I'm speaking in tongues, even to minute details, simple things like decoration, simple things like venue choice, simple things like where to go, I, I always know what to do. As I'm praying, I will see it either through visions. I call it flashes of the Spirit. Flashes of the Spirit. That's why I tell you when you're speaking in tongues, whatever comes to your mind should be investigated. Having said all of that, I'm going to give you just seven minutes. Listen to me. For some of you, by speaking in tongues, the Bible says it is God who walks in you. Jesus. 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 He said it is God who walks in you to will and to do his good pleasure. It means the boldness can rise up in you to do everything God has asked you to do. So for some of you, as you pray, it will be boldness. So some of you, as you pray, miraculous power will well up in you and saturate this room and miracles will begin to happen. For some of you, it's revelation, revelation. You will just know what to do, where to go, what to do about that situation. This is a miracle service and the Lord said that the gift of tongues is the trigger. I give you a few minutes Begin to speak in tongues, speak in tongues, speak in tongues. Take from within and put upon, stir up that divine power that is upon you. Speak in tongues. Speak in tongues. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Sete menea, Soutre mene cobra, sape leria ne sete, sete cabelete cabelete quete, sete cabelete cabelete, so te caberete 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 Take your belly Take your belly In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Like I said, if someone falls beside you, just hold them and keep them carefully on the floor. Hallelujah. Now listen to me, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, in the next few minutes, angels are walking through the house. Walking through the house with parcels and healings for people. Healings for people. Miracles are breaking forth in this atmosphere. And in the name of Jesus, just help them. Just help them. In the name of both every name. I speak over every life, every destiny. Be full of the spirit in the name of Jesus. It doesn't matter how long the sickness has lingered, how long the oppression has lingered your deliverance in the name of Jesus. I announce your deliverance in the name of Jesus. Setakaba. 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 Barasombre setekaya. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. In the year 2020, the Lord was announcing that the size of our ministry was about to multiply, and He prepared me for it spiritually. He prepared me for an era where the crowd will be so overwhelming, I won't be able to minister to everyone. And so, as I studied, I saw two pillars of fire in front of me. And when I looked closely, They turn to angels, and then they turn to pillars of fire and turn to angels. It was after I connected. The Bible says he makes his angels, spirits, and ministers flames of fire. I was talking about angels. And the Lord said, from henceforth as you minister, these angels will go into the crowd. He says, and everything that would have happened, had you been laying hands on people, will begin to happen. So, and that is why I have confidence that wherever you are online, in the gallery, at the back, in the front, to my left, to my right, first and foremost, every oppression of the enemy over any life here, I bring it to an end now! It doesn't matter what medium or media they have used to oppress you either through dreams, visions, or physical encounters. The Bible says these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall expel demons. Every demon, every strong man against anyone or your family represented here, I command them to be expelled in the name of Jesus. Receive it in the name of Jesus! Receive it in the name of Jesus! Tapa The power of God about to rest upon you now. You who was hitherto called sick. That power will shock the doctors the same machines that confirmed you sick will confirm you well right now all over this room let creative miracles begin to happen let heart-related diseases be healed mind-related diseases be healed leg-related pains be healed blood pressure return to normal be perfected oh Jesus let deaf ears open in the name of Jesus let every organ that was called dead or that is not functioning properly by the same name that created man out of dust let creative miracles happen in your life right now wherever you are whatever it is the name of Jesus can produce whatever it is the name of Jesus can do in a life is done in your life now whatever it is the name of Jesus can fix is fixed in your life now oh my God take a parley. I see in visions people standing in for loved ones, family members. I prophesy in the name of Jesus as the Lord is touching you now. He's touching your loved ones at home. Say amen like you believe. The Bible said... Jesus told this Syrophoenician woman, Your faith has made you whole. And she went home and they told her that in that hour, the same hour in which Jesus declared it, her loved one was healed at home. I am telling you right now, the power of God is hitting mommy at home, hitting daddy at home. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Receive it in the name of Jesus. I'm saying this for the benefit of someone here. I was still an undergraduate, declaring the word of God like this. And someone's mom in Kenya, was seated in the parlor. The TV was on, but she couldn't see it. And all of a sudden, her left eye popped open. And she could see what was happening on the TV. Listen, there is no distance in the realm of the spirit. It doesn't matter how far, how near they are. Everyone, Whose name you have lifted to the Lord today. They'll receive their answers in the name of Jesus. You are going home to see testimonies waiting for you in the name of Jesus. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Oh my God, my God, my God, my God, my God. Thank you Father. Glory to your name The anointing is on me To bless every business Represented here The Bible says that There were many widows in Zarephath But you know, other widow Was the prophet's saints Listen, there is a saint word That can preserve your life That can expand your territory That can multiply Your capacity Even financially, I believe it Any day I come to you and I say, I I no longer believe God blesses, don't believe me. I have seen too much to doubt ever in my life. Let me ask you, do you believe that this is something God can do? In the name above every name, and for the sake of the gospel, whose banner you are destined to raise, financially supporting the spread of the gospel and helping the vulnerable and the weak. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. And to everyone here, letomra seteke lokira, run He said he calls for the ravenous bed from the east a strange man from a far country to execute his counsel. His counsel shall stand, he said, and he will accomplish all his purpose. It doesn't matter how far or how near, people from far and near, the Lord has commanded them to favor you. Some of you, you walk towards the doors and you found them locked. You will walk towards them and you'll find them open. The Lord said to announce to someone Even that place You thought they had forgotten He says I have reminded them They are calling you soon For the sake of the gospel Be blessed Be blessed Be blessed Jesus Jesus You are coming back with your testimony. And it will not be long from now. Let me say it again. You are coming back with your testimony. And it will not be long from now. Let me say it again. You are coming back with your testimony. And it will not be long from now thank you father glory to your name glory to your name I want you to give him thanks like you received something just in case there is anyone here that has received a note of victory from the Lord like Hannah you can go ahead That I have met the God of Israel. And I am coming back with my Samuel. With my heaven glory to God. <laughs> hey! Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you. And everything you've done today is permanent. We give you the praise for it, we rejoice over it. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For inquiries, reach us on our helpline 0809-996-7000. Blessings.